I have a strong opinion over the most important piece of equipment an outdoorsman can have. And we're going to talk about that as well as how we set it up and work with it on this episode of Fishful Thinker, the podcast. I'm Chad Lachance, and you're listening to Fishful Thinker, the podcast. All things fishful, all the time. Hey y'all, Chad Lachance here. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Fishful Thinker, the podcast. Of course, it is brought to you as always by our friends at Sportsman's Warehouse, sportsmans.com, or 132 plus brick and mortar stores around the country and opening new ones every month. Thank you so much for joining in, guys. So it's a big statement for a guy that, that fishes for a living and spends just about as much time hunting as he does fishing uh, to make a statement that one piece of equipment is my most important one at all of all. And yet I feel very strongly about it. And it's a little bit counterintuitive and a little bit extremely intuitive, depending on how you look at it. But in my opinion, um, all of my hunting and fishing adventures start in the same place. And that means that whatever that piece of equipment is, is very important. And that piece of equipment for me is without question my pickup truck. Now, statistically speaking, most of you have a pickup truck or SUV. And when I say most of you, um, I'm referencing outdoorsmen. And I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you are at least a fisherman, maybe a hunter and fisherman, uh, some sort of outdoorsman. And so statistically speaking, you drive a truck. Um, I drive trucks as well. I've driven Toyota Tundras since, the, since that vehicle was originally introduced to the market. So I've had a whole bunch of Toyota Tundras. It's all I've driven since the Toyota Tundra was originally introduced. I'm on the third generation right now. Uh, and I'm fixing to set a brand new one up, um, like here in the next couple of weeks. And so it's kind of front of mind on what accessories really help me in the outdoors and which are kind of luxury items. And what do those accessories actually do to help me out? And are they something that are just for looks? Or is this something that makes my truck more comfortable or does it make it perform or make it safer or whatever? And so I figured I'd go through a few of those things because being a pro staff guy and being a guy that travels and does this for a living and who has worked with Toyota trucks for a long time uh, and who comes from a car background, I want to point that out. I'm originally a car guy. I uh, I took uh, auto shop back when they had that in high school. Uh, all the way from junior high through high school, I worked on a ranch and worked on everything from tractors to trucks and everything in between. Uh, I, when I got out of high school, got into college, started working at a motorcycle dealership, started working on road race bikes. Next thing you know, I'm running super bikes myself, uh, including building them from the frame up. And so I'm a car person. I'm a performance person, uh, and I value uh, performance in, in any vehicle that I have. And uh, that goes back to my trucks as well. Now, performance is defined as different things. Obviously, a sport bike needs different performance parameters than does a pickup truck that's going to be used for towing. But I will say this. I have some of the most extreme towing conditions as far as towing a boat goes as you're likely to have around the country. And 
that's because of a couple of things. If you're if you're local to Fishful Thinker, then you'll have these, some of these same things. But one of them is the elevation. My house sits at 5,400 plus feet in elevation. So if you're listening to this podcast and say, Iowa, at 800 feet, your vehicle makes a lot more power than my vehicle does at 5,430 feet, which is where I live. Uh, because the atmospheric pressure is much lower and your engine makes a lot less power. So anything that can help with power will help you at elevation uh, is a key thing. The other thing about that is it's very common for me to be towing my 21-foot Ranger boat with a 250-horsepower motor on the back uh, up and over the Continental Divide, which could be, depending on where which direction I go, somewhere around 11,000 feet in elevation, uh, a little over 11,000 feet. So at that point, you're dealing with very thin air and very steep climbs on your way up. And so important that your vehicle is able to deal with that. But also, going down the other side of that hill, very important that your vehicle can deal with that as well because the braking situation, uh, you need to make sure that your vehicle is sized for whatever you're towing and hauling. And I'm very picky about that. And the first thing that that I want for towing from a vehicle is stability. I need towing stability. And my Tundra is rated to tow right around 10,000 pounds. It depends on how you have the truck set up. Um, in terms of what model specifically you got, a crew max or a double cab and all that, um, you know, and things like that. It, that changes a little bit its factory tow rating. Mine's right around 10,000 pounds. I typically am only towing right around 5,000 pounds with it. And somebody's going to say, well, geez, that's plenty uh, of, of reserve even. And it is. But again, I'm towing in somewhat extreme situations, very curvy roads, very steep roads, very high elevation, uh, and oh, by the way, because I'm an outdoorsman and multi-species at that, I very commonly towing on dirt roads as well and also potentially frozen roads. And those things present traction issues uh, as well. So of all the places a guy could tow, towing around Colorado or Montana or maybe some areas in Wyoming would be about as bad as it's going to get bet- between the elevation and the and the varied conditions that we tow in. So there's a few things I do, and it starts with stability, like I started to say. The first one being suspension work. Uh, the Tundra's got plenty of spring stiffness to tow as it sits. And depending on what truck you get, this is not about my Tundra. This is about pickup trucks in general. So you could have an F-150 or whatever it might be. Here's my argument. The factory spring rates at the rear end of the truck are not stiff enough even with half the tow rating of the Toyota uh, and also the F-150, which I have experience with from a friend of mine, even though the tongue weight is not that high on a 21-foot boat, by the time you put a topper shell on that truck and then put that tongue weight on it and then put all the rest of your gear in the back of that pickup, it is going to be overloaded for the factory springs such that the vehicle will no longer ride level. I'm not going to say it's going to bottom out, but it's not going to ride level. It's going to ride with the nose high. And what you're going to find right away is your stability goes out the window. Your ability to brake goes out the window. Your vehicle now wants to understeer when you go into a corner under an even throttle situation. So it's really important that that factory ride position of your vehicle stays that way when you've got your load put on there as well. And I see so many guys who take a factory 
truck and they always typically have a tiny bit of positive rake meaning they sit a little bit high in the back of the truck that's for a reason that's not so that you can take it to the shop and put a quote-unquote leveling kit on it that's fine if you're never going to put anything in the back and you want the truck to understeer but at the end of the day the truck handles better with a little bit more weight on the front end um, so under a normal situation so that when you put anything in the back of the truck even if it just starts with a 250 pound topper it's going to level itself out slightly and it's going to be better. And when you put, say, 500 or 800 pounds in the back of the truck and you put a topper on it and you put the tongue of a 21-foot boat that's fully loaded on it, now you are down halfway through your spring rates and that's not ideal. So I'm not going to beat that horse anymore. Spring rates are not that difficult or expensive to change. Uh, in my case, I've done everything from an Adleaf, which works fairly well. You can use airbags, which works fairly well, although I'm not a big fan of airbags because it's more stuff to go wrong. You can also get a whole nother spring pack or a coilover pack, depending on what your truck looks like, and change your spring rates out that way. But it's the spring rates you need to deal with, not the shocks. The shocks alone aren't going to help you without the springs. If your spring rates are significantly stiffer than the stock ones were, then uh, you're going to have to deal with shocks as well. And that's, in my case, I do shocks and springs at the same time. My preference is for the add leaf. And the reason is the extra leaf does not make the suspension any stiffer until it squats to a certain point and then it gets stiffer, which means that just driving around town with just the topper on the truck and no extra weight in the back, it's no stiffer than a factory truck. But when you put some weight on it and it, it gets squatted down, it'll engage that extra spring and that will make a big difference. It will also make that thing way more stable around sweeping mountain corners. Uh, you know, we do a lot of canyon driving, a lot of I-70 driving up and over the hill. Uh, it's very curvy, high-speed sweepers, keeps the truck from leaning, especially with all the extra weight in the back or uh, in the topper shell on it. So spring rates are one of the first things I address every time I get a new truck because it is a performance issue and a safety issue. Whether you want the truck to be taller or not taller, that's not the point. The point is only that it maintain its its ride height with the load that you're going to generally be hauling with it. And that's the big thing. Uh, if you want to lift it to clear bigger tires, that's a whole nother story. In my case, I, I typically will put two inches all the way around the truck. Um, but again, I don't lift the front more than the back. It's important that the, that you have a little bit of positive rake. The, the reason I put two inches on there is it goes next to the, to the next point of my truck. I like a little bit of a low profile tire, so I go to uh, 20 inch wheels. Now you could be 18s, 19s, 20s, whatever. The, I like the 20 inch wheel with the little bit low profile tire on it, and the reason being that stiffer sidewall on that tire handles very well on paved roads when, in terms of lateral stability. So in other words, the vehicle steers very neutrally, it doesn't understeer, it doesn't have any what's known as scrub in a tight parking lot where you turn the steering hard lock to one side and it wants to go, to go around the corner because the tire is rolling off the rim. It's a very stiff tire and that allows for higher cornering loads on pavement. Now, some of you that are four-wheelers are going to say, I, I want a soft sidewall, I want a soft sidewall. I'm not building a rock crawler. 
This is not a truck that's made to go rock crawling and up and over all the bumps and 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 mountain passes on in four low. I'm building a truck that'll do two tracks, dirt roads, uh, back roads, farm roads, um, and highways, uh, canyon driving, that kind of stuff, but not around town. This is not a pavement princess, <clears throat> but it is definitely not a rock crawler. And I will be the first to admit that a nice soft sidewall and a real balloony tire is fantastic in, you know, two feet of snow or is fantastic on a very, you know, heavy, rocky, four low type rock crawling situation. But that same characteristic of a balloony tall sidewall tire will absolutely rob you of handling on mountain roads and particularly with a load in the vehicle. It's not made for that. So a stiff side wall tire in a little bit lower profile is what I choose. Even if you retain the, the stock profile in your tire, uh, in terms of the aspect ratio, I still would get a very stiff load range tire for towing situations. I do an all-terrain tire as well. I don't go to a mud tire. I don't go to a pure snow tire. I run an all-terrain tire. Um, and I've been running the same all-terrain tires forever. Whichever one you like, run them. Just make sure you get them in a nice stiff load range and keep them inflated, which is another thing. I tend to inflate everything two to four pounds higher than what the manufacturer's spec. And the reason being is uh, where I live, it's very common for it to be cold uh, in the mornings, in the evenings, and at night. And the tires lose a significant amount of pressure. If you haven't watched a pressure gauge, my tires will be 34 degrees when I get in the truck, or 34 pounds of air, I should say, 32 pounds when I get in the truck, but they'll be 40 by the time, 40 pounds of air by the time you're 100 miles down the highway. So I find a fine line there of where the cold pressures are when the truck itself is cold uh, or when you're at low speeds and when the higher pressures are when the vehicle's at high speed on the highway. I run them a little bit harder in winter and a little bit softer in summer for the same reason, but I religiously check the air pressure in all four tires. And when I say religiously, I'm talking like once every two weeks. And until my Tundra had a, an indicator in them, I walked around with a gauge. Now the Tundra's got indicators in them, and it will tell me constantly what the air pressure is in those tires. And I check it constantly because that's, again, a safety issue with towing. Uh, big, big difference there. So a stiff sidewall tire that's properly maintained, uh, it will make a big difference for you. I do not go a significantly larger outside diameter in tire. And the reason I don't is that will affect your gearing, that will negatively affect your shift points in your transmission, it will also make your engine feel weaker than it otherwise is, and I don't want any of that at high elevation. So my tires are almost the same size outside diameter as the stock tires, uh, but they have a larger wheel inside of them. So the sidewalls are a little bit lower and the vehicle then handles very, very good on sweeping mountain roads, even with the boat behind it, so that's key. Another thing, let's move on to away from the tire suspension here that can make a, <clears throat> a big difference in terms of ease of being able to tow. If your vehicle doesn't have a backup camera, if it didn't, if you've got an older vehicle, consider getting a backup camera that shows you your trailer hitch because if you hook up and unhook very much, uh, you will be amazed if you have no experience with that, how much easier that is. And I live and die with the backup camera. These days, most vehicles come with one or most pickups do. Again, if you've got an older one, they're not that expensive to add. 
and it will definitely help you for unhooking and rehooking your um, your trailer hitch on a regular basis. So that's a key thing. And along those lines, I put backup lights that are LED backup lights in the bumper of the truck that are aftermarket floodlights. They're mounted very low and they're floodlights. And the reason they're there is so that I can see to work around the back of the truck in the dark first thing in the morning. I can see to work around the boat first thing in the morning in the dark. I can see uh, whatever I need back there by having those lights and they are switched hot, meaning they don't come on with reverse, nor does the vehicle even need to be on or the ignition on. They are hot. So they're switched from inside the cab and I can turn them on as I need to work around the back of the truck. Such a convenience thing. I use them all the time in hunting trips. I use them all the time in fishing trips. I use them hooking the boat up in the dark in the morning. Uh, I use them a lot. That's a, that's a key light. And along those same lines, there's LED uh, lighting inside the topper of the truck all the way around. And I'm not talking about just the single light that's right inside the lid of the topper. I'm talking about four of them dispersed around inside the topper. And there's better light inside my topper than a lot of people have in their kitchens. And that is extremely handy because more often than not, when I'm rummaging around in the topper, it's in the pre-dawn light, right? It's when you're loading or unloading the truck in the morning or the evening at the hotel or whatever, the, you know, on a hunting trip, whatever the case might be, that lighting inside that topper is just an absolute blessing. When you got to climb in there and dig something out, you might not be, you don't know exactly where it is. It's something little. It's all the way up in there, whatever. Having all that lighting is just really nice. Incidentally, I sleep in the back of the truck occasionally as well, and that lighting works really good for just while you're basically using it as a tent in there. And I've got literally straight up reading light in the back of the truck. Works fantastic. <clears throat> Excuse me. Another thing in the back of the truck, which I think is extremely handy, which is something I never would have thought of. In fact, I used to joke about you have to give up your man card when you get one of these. But after having one now for almost five years, I don't, I'll never have a truck without one again. And that's a bed rug. And it sounds dumb, but it's padding and a rug for the inside of your whole bed of your pickup. And it does a couple things. One, it keeps you from beating all your equipment up. You don't Nothing slides around on it. Nothing gets beat up. If if I've got a gun in a soft-sided gun case in there and it bounces around in there, well, it's bouncing around a little bit on, a, on an inch thick of foam with carpet on top of it be, instead of bouncing in the metal pickup bed or on a bed liner. So big difference there. For two, it's it doesn't rash anything up, so nothing's going to get scraped up. So if I throw a couple of fishing rods in the back of the truck real quick and, and run down to the river, it's not going to scratch the reels up or, or whatever the case might be because, it's again, it's carpeted and it's soft. Um, also, my knees. I hate to sound like this, but my knees, as you get old, I'm no spring chicken. I'm over 50 years old. You jump in the back of the truck, crawling around in there with your, and your knees under the topper. Very comfortable to cruise around in. And again, I also mentioned that I sleep in there occasionally. It just makes everything quieter uh, and softer and more comfortable. So I love, love, love having the bed rug inside the the back of the, of the top of the truck. Makes a big difference in terms of overall just creature comforts inside of there. And so the whole back of the truck, when you look at that whole package, it comes together. It's all very um, meant to be user-friendly for sure. Another thing that I have on the truck that I think is extremely important for a couple reasons is um, running boards on the side, whatever style it is you like. You know, you can have the old school Nerf bars 
or actual boards themselves. I've got kind of a hybrid version. Um, the reason I say they're important, they're important for a few things. One, they protect the truck a lot. And in my case, that's probably the single most important one. I spend a fair bit of time driving around in yucca bushes and cornfields and kosher weed fields and uh, mountain two tracks that are very narrow for the truck. And in all of those cases, the the uh, sidebars protect the quarter panels and rocker panels on the truck from damage from vegetation and, and things like that. Along those same lines, they also catch a lot of the mud that comes up and flies off the tires when you're doing the dirt road or the gravel, particularly off the, obviously the front tires of the truck, uh, and keep them off the body. So the boards does a great job of that in terms of deflecting that stuff away. And again, minor bar style with a step built in them. The step also gives me a great place to scrape mud off the side of my boots or off my boots before I get in the truck or as much of it as I can. And that's a good thing as well. And it's also a step up for shorter people to, to get in the truck as the case might be. And more importantly, if you get used to using that step every time you get in and out of the truck, of using it to pick your weight up instead of sliding on and off of your seat, your, the sides of your truck seats will last a whole bunch longer as well, in which ironically, the passenger side seat on my Tundra, my current Tundra, shows more wear than the driver's side seat, even though obviously there's somebody in the driver's side more, because I use the step religiously. It's something that's a habit for me. When I step in and out of the truck, I don't slide on and off the seat. The step does a great job for that as well. So, uh, whereas passengers may or may not think to use it um, because they're not used to having it there. And so for me, it's a big thing. Also, you can reach in the bed of your pickup easier from the step if you don't have a topper on there. So the steps do more than just look cool on there. They protect the side of the truck. They give me the step to get in. They give me a place to scrape mud off as well. And those are all important things. Interestingly, um, along those same lines, I had vinyl wrap done on the bottom of my truck, the same as you would do a full vinyl wrap or even a clear bra on a car, which you have seen. Um, I did a vinyl, a black wrap on the very bottom of the rocker panel all the way across, just in black. And basically, it's just rock chip protection for the truck. So between that and the my truck's charcoal gray, so it's just a black highlight on the bottom of it. And the between that and the bars, it keeps the rocker panels from getting beat up on the truck completely uh, to the point where, let's say you get ready to sell the truck, you peel that black uh, coating off there and it's brand new underneath there. And it doesn't, it doesn't fade the paint, it works really good. So that's a good trick. I mentioned scraping the mud off um, of boots because a lot of places where I hunt and fish, you're going to get muddy around boat ramps. You're going to get muddy around cornfields. You're going to get muddy around, you know, canyons hunting deer uh, when it's wet. And so another really important thing is a really good set of floor liners, um, WeatherTech or whatever brand you like. There's a couple different brands that make them Husky liners. Get a good molded set and mindset will literally hold an entire cup of coffee without it getting off the mat so you can dump a cup of coffee in the mat and it will be contained within that mat those things save so much wear and tear on my truck uh, on the inside of the truck they keep your carpet underneath from getting beat up from gravel or anything else much less mud and water and all the goo that gets drug in the truck uh, as an outdoorsman and I can pull them right out of the truck, hose them off real quick, put them right in. Very, very 
key thing for me uh, as an outdoorsman to have in the truck. Got to have it. Um, and I think it's a, a very, very, it's more of a protect the truck than anything else, but also keep yourself from driving yourself nuts of having to continuously clean the inside of your truck. So uh, the last thing I'll throw out there that's on my truck that I think are, are very helpful depending on where you live um, for me is a what I consider an excessive amount of front lighting, uh, road lighting, low angle, wide beam lighting, plus high angle, more spot beam lighting that is for off-road use only. And the reason is I spend a tremendous amount of time driving around in backcountry areas. And if you spend much time driving around the West, you know that there is a lot of deer and antelope and elk and every other kind of critter that wants to be out in the middle of the road. So the light keeps me from hitting that stuff also, or helps me to keep from hitting that stuff. Also helps me see through on the curvy mountain roads and you're driving down a, a mountain two track somewhere or a mountain uh, dirt road in the dark. There's no street lighting anywhere. We don't have light pollution anywhere. This is the Western United States. It's dark out there unless the moon's out. All that very bright lighting keeps you from making mistakes. It helps you see things in the road. It helps you see things uh, Animals-wise, all of that, and they are switched from inside the cab with big, easy-to-get-to lighted switches, so that I can slap them at a glance. So if I see approaching headlights or something on a dirt road, I'll turn them on. Again, these are not for on-highway use, but if it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm on a canyon road somewhere, coming back from filming or hunting somewhere, yes, I'm going to turn them on because you're going to see approaching headlights anyway. Um, before you get around corners. Uh, I'm going to use them on all the ranch roads and the back roads that we drive around to keep from hitting stuff and just be very religious about being able to turn them on. And again, the switches are, or turn them off. The switches are in immediate range and lidded, and lit, I should say, lidded. I don't think that's a word, but they're, uh, they're very accessible for me so that you can turn them on and off and win. But that lighting has saved a whole bunch of critters over the years or subsequently kept me from being in a jam from uh, hitting one and ended up in a ditch or something fun like that. But those are the items I consider kind of must-haves in my truck. They make it comfortable. They make it safe. They make it a very good overland towing vehicle. Uh, and I tow everything from, from bass boats to uh, bigger party boats to wood splitters and trailers. You know, somebody have said before, it's been called out, oh, you have that bed rug, you can't put firewood in there. Sure you can, the bed rug comes right out if you need to, or you can put it in there and just vacuum it out, which is what I use, or I just get in the truck and use the leaf blower and blow everything out of it. Um, but it works really good all the around for, for that kind of stuff. My truck gets used for everything a pickup would get used for. Hauling lumber, hauling firewood, hauling boats, towing boats, and everything in between. So. That's it. That's my spiel on trucks and why I think they're the most important one uh, vehicle or most important tool you have as an outdoorsman. Every time I'm getting ready to go on a hunting or fishing trip, it starts with loading and unloading the truck. And usually before that, I'll give the truck a quick maintenance one over and make sure everything is up to speed before we leave. So if you want any information or specifics on my truck, you can reach out to me and I'll be glad to tell you. I'm, again, I've, I've got uh, more than a half million miles in tundras towing boats. 
could be tundra specific or just um, accessory specific. Bullhide 4x4 in Loveland in Fort Collins, Colorado builds all my trucks and I source them all at Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins, Colorado and those guys build a lot of Toyotas between the two of them together, custom Toyotas. So I've had experienced crew to work with. So if you guys want to join the conversation, we'd appreciate that very much at Fishful Thinker on Facebook or Instagram. Hopefully you'll subscribe to this podcast while you're here. Most importantly, you'll tune in on World Fishing Network and Altitude Sports Entertainment and see what we've brought to you on network television. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been Fishful Thinker, the podcast. <laughs>